Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Turbo Watch Knobs. You have made it all the way on your tumultuous horological journey to episode motherfucking 220. Michael, hello. 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 <laughs> hello. I did. did I you, tell got you, my, I, you got my I tone did. just right. <laughs> oh, good. Did I tell you I got the, I did the, um, I did my weird Slavic hello at work by accident? Did I ever tell oh, you that? no, you didn't. That, so that could go very wrong. Could go very wrong. Well, we were looking at a competitor website, and we went to their like about page, and it begins with hello. It was like hello with an exclamation point, and I'm reading it, and I go, and it loads, and I'm like, all right, let's see what this is. Hello! I'm like, oh, fuck. I can't I just... In a call with 40 people? <laughs> Son of a bitch. I can't believe I just did that in front of people I work with. Whatever. I'll just power through it. Hopefully, one remembers. <laughs> like, most, like most social faux pas, just power through it, and, and hope no one remembers. <laughs> Michael, hello, welcome, uh, TBWS audience, to episode two hundred motherfucking twenty. Um, uh, Michael and I have been very unplugged from the watch world. Uh, You've been very unplugged from your network, dude. This fucking phone. <laughs> when T-Mobile told me it was going to be better, they told me it was going to be better switching from Sprint because I was a Sprint customer and I was one of those people. Who like had to get sent like the um, the little SIM card shit because of the new towers and wherever or whatever, but it was just no, it's just been horrible. It's just been bad. <laughs> Moi mom, dude, it's just been fucking bad. All right, at this point, phone don't work. I can't send text messages. I can. I was telling. I was telling Michael all fair whatever. I'll tell. I'll tell the public this too. I can only send a text message if I press my stupid fucking face up against my window. Put my phone in airplane mode, put it back in regular mode, and then send it. But that only lasts for about a minute. After that, I have to do the process again if I want to say, you know, more than one thing to someone. So if you some for some reason have my number and have been trying to text me, I'm not gonna text you back because I'm You're not gonna not, text you. Not on this I, planet. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm not gonna text you back under those conditions. Let's just assume we're not <laughs> friends anymore. Okay. For now. <laughs> I'm too lazy to be friends with you if you've been trying to text me and I haven't been texting you back. <laughs> but well, yeah, it's good, been, to, it's good to hear from you this this fine Sunday uh, Sunday afternoon. Recording <laughs> on a Sunday. It is fucking, it is, it is hot. It is hot as fuck here in Central Florida. What's it like about you? Uh, it's it's kind of almost almost 80 here, which is hotter than I would like it to be. Okay, if I'm being okay. honest. I hear that. But that that can be that can be bad for for folks out here. They they get really annoyed once things get past uh, I don't know seventy five. Hey hey man, did you get air conditioning yet? This is important. Did you, did you get AC yet? This is the worst time to buy AC because everybody realized, holy <laughs> crap, we were being incredibly arrogant about the way that we built our homes over the past I don't know two decades, and uh, now everybody wants central AC. So. It's going to be a good time if you work in that business. Just get like a bucket of ice and one of those little pen fans. You remember those little lipstick pen fans <laughs> we used to have? Just tape the button down. Just tape the button down and just and just prop the little tape fan in front of the bucket of ice. Boom! AC, dude. I was sticking wet t-shirts in my freezer. I don't I don't know if you... I, I put a video on, on the Slack channel. I was sticking wet t-shirts in my freezer. There were three t-shirts and then I'd circulate them uh, for me and my dog. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm glad there was a system. There was a system. Yeah. 
Yeah. I didn't see that. I missed that video on the Slack. Oh my god. Well, here let's 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 do this. People don't want to. People. I mean, I guess I was gonna say people don't want to hear us talk, but that's literally why you people are here. But here, this episode is gonna be a lot of fun. This is a, this is a scenario I actually kind of found myself in recently, and I don't think we've dedicated enough time to it recently, like on the show. So we've all been in this situation where you're work you're at work or something like that and people at work know you're the watch person you're a watch collector like oh hey you know she's super into watches blah 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 like that becomes the thing like you're the watch person at yeah. work inevitably some some fucking person's gonna be like oh hey i'm uh I'm going fishing this weekend with the family thinking about uh, getting a watch but don't really know what to do. And so you find yourself in the watch recommendation, the the throne of power to control someone's watch purchase. Watch kind of like, like when you came to me. Kind of like when I came to you. <laughs> I hope I gave you good evening. advice. You, you talked me into purchasing my Seiko SNK. You uh, gave me the perfect advice. Good, you know good. what I mean? But basically, it's the idea that a lot of the times in that in that scenario, when someone asks you for a watch recommendation and they're not necessarily a watch person, there's just so much other stuff that you try and account for and include your recommendation. Now, no, really, longer becomes it's no longer about the person and the watch they want. It's just it's just you get lost in details, and it's just it's no longer a conversation about what it's supposed to be. So. Michael, I thought it'd be fun uh, if we, in true TBWS fashion, poked fun at ourselves um, and highlighted our worst faults in regards to when anyone ever asks us for uh, for a watch recommendation. So uh, this episode is episode 220 of the Two Book Watch House podcast is dubbed hereafter Watch Recommendation Faux Pas mm-hmm. or, or Fox Pass, if you will. Fox Pass. Fox Pass. <laughs> I don't know about faux pas. I know Fox Pass. <laughs> I don't know. I'm familiar with the Fox Pass. Fa- uh, fa- Fox Pass sounds like the Easy Pass. Yeah, something you get for tolls. <laughs> right, but it's like so. There's like a fox on it, and he's going fast through tolls. Like, oh yeah, that's my Fox Pass. Yeah, there you perfect. go. You just, you just, you could be brought on for for like a county branding project. Perfect. <clears throat> Call me. <laughs> any county that would potentially benefit from a fox pass but that is the idea watch recommendation faux pas um but here before we get into the main topic michael would you like to honor tradition would you like to keep would you like to keep tradition alive with me would you like to do an, uh, uh, an audio wrist check yeah let's do what this are you, what are you wearing i am wearing the cwc uh quartz royal navy diver 1983 yeah, right. reissue it just works man it's um <laughs> it just works and i i i was really tempted by that new scurfa and i i love the watches that that he makes which uh which one is that it, it was it was a new diver one that came out this summer it had a blue dial and uh n- not the faux loom so just plain, plain oh, loom, but it was uh it was titanium I'm on the side. I like this treasure seeker. This thing's been coming soon forever. Yeah. Well, he he might have released a a, a first batch. Oh fuck! I feel, really? I feel so like I've seen blood. some of them around. I could be wrong. Um, but this CWC is you know that's that's the one man. That's my quartz uh, quartz diver. Kind of kind of like the uh, Christmas chrono is your solar quartz chrono. Oh, this yeah. is 
this is that quartz dive watch. I've thought about Luminox uh, getting one of those um, those mil-spec Navy SEAL ones mm -hmm. um, that are pretty cool. Thought about getting a, another marathon. I just can't justify it. I can't justify it when I have something this good and this enjoyable. Um, they're supposed to be coming out with a new batch. Uh, actually, this thing sold out a while ago. I think CWC is getting ready to... Um, to put a new batch together. They had, um, I don't know if we mm. talked about it on the show, but they had a, a shipment of watches stolen in transit. Oh my God, seriously? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it, it, it was apparently like a, a truck's worth of, of watches were stolen. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know how that's factored into their their stock or, or, or just who their the, timelines. Who the fuck steals a truck of watches? I don't know. That sound that sounds like uh some some weird heist that uh a group of people like me would do. <laughs> but like it's <laughs> like hardcore CWC fans out there. It's just an odd thing. How are you gonna sell those? Yeah, I don't know. You literally can't. They all have serial numbers. I don't know the details. They tried posting on, on social about the about what you said, the serial numbers, the range uh of those numbers. Um, and I don't think they ever got them back. But Maybe they were trying to steal something else and they stole the wrong truck. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe just, it's not an Ocean's Eleven heist. <laughs> maybe it's not an Ocean's Eleven heist. Maybe it's like a Dumb and Dumber heist, and they just <laughs> stole the wrong truck. They're like, motherfucker, I thought this would be full of Fabergé eggs. Son of a bitch, guys. The gang, the gang steals the wrong truck. <laughs> the, gang steals, the gang commits the wrong crime is what it breaks down to. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I, I really, um, you know, if you've been, uh, I, I feel bad for people that have been waiting for this one for, for a while, but I'm glad to hear that, uh, you know, they commented on Instagram, I think maybe on one of our photos not long ago, you yeah. know, saying that, that a new batch is coming, nice. coming along. This is, uh, a nice, super lightweight, very slim. Um, it's a, it's a little over 40, but it wears like a 40. Um, 300 meter water resistance, uh, ETA quartz movement. That's mine is getting all beat up. So that's as it should. Cool. That's kind of that, cool. That's how we know it's a Michael watch. And uh, this loom is bananas. It, it's actually really, really good. I know it just says Super Luminova, um, and this has a, a little vintage tint to it, but it's not annoying. Mm. Um, but the loom is just great. Nice. Bezel, bezel and dial. I thought about you the other day. Well, I, th I think about you every day, but the other day <laughs> especially, I thought about you. I saw I saw a doxa on television. Really? Was I it Guy Fieri? No. He's got one. <laughs> it was, uh, do, you know, uh, do you watch Expedition Unknown with Josh Gates? No, I haven't. Is that on uh, like a cable thing? It's on like, it's, it's, we watched it on Discovery Plus. It's on one of these fucking like networks. Um, but yeah, it's like can a I get it thing. with Disney Plus? Oh no, no. that's Nat Geo. Yeah, that's that's, that's different. Well, okay. the, he's basically he has this show. It's themed around this idea of like world travel and adventure, where each where each episode is dedicated to solving some kind of mystery or closing some kind of chapter in history or something like that. And so, in this particular episode, he was doing. Um, it aired recently. He was uh, every now and then he'll do episode on like downed pilots who were never recovered and like trying to use like archaeology and technology to find 
you know, the site of the crash underwater or something. And like, long story short, they had a bunch of these like um, uh, underwater drones and like like ROV or whatever, like 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 unmanned things that like someone controls through a computer and like a joystick on like a mm-hmm. boat and like they cover all kinds of ground. The operator for one of those drones was wearing a Doxa in the so latest cool. episode. That's that sounds like an awesome that sounds like an awesome day at the office. Right? <laughs> I'm controlling an underwater drone while wearing a Doxa. I'm controlling a five hundred thousand dollar piece of machinery <laughs> on a Doxa. That's cool. With a with a Doxa, with a Doxa. So I, I I saw that and I'm like, I have to tell Michael. I have to tell Michael I saw that. I don't know which one he was wearing though. It looks thick. They made some thick ones, man. They they yeah. got into it. They, there is there's a weird part of Doxa history where some of those some of those were really chonky boys. Mm. Um, they made some old chronographs that were pretty big. Um, some divers that were just absurd. I think 44, 45 plus. Um, so it, he might have had a one from that era. Maybe it just it looked it looked a little chalky, but I'm just like I know what that watch is. That's a Doxa <laughs> on a on a beach of rice bracelet. Yeah, and it was it was I guess it was orange dial, professional yeah, dial. I got like a I yeah I got a glint of I got a glint of orange on there, and I'm just like, good, good for you, drone tech. You're wearing Could a good be? watch. Could it <laughs> <That's>, be? <laughs> that's the feeling. That's the feeling you get every every time you see an orange dial. Could it be? <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem is, anytime I'm anytime I meet someone, anytime I'm watching television, I don't look at faces anymore. I look at wrists. Yeah. I've become I've become a wrist fetishist. Fetishist. Just look at wrists. I want to see what they're wearing, and, and um, I always do that. Most more often than not, you know, my heart's just broken. They're not wearing anything, or they're wearing like. Something that's probably cool to them, but like is not like or logically interesting to me, which is which is not their problem. It's my fucking problem. And but on this particular instance, it cut to the guy and like he he moved his mouse and like you saw the mouse move and like it flashed. I'm like, oh. I'm like, and you felt a tickle on the tip. I felt it, I, the, the, a little tingle <laughs> just on the tip. And I'm like, baby's wearing a doxa. He's like, oh, what? He's wearing a, it doesn't matter. He's wearing a doxa. I'm telling Michael. <laughs> Oh wait, I can't text. <laughs> Literally, and so I had to wait for me to remember to bring it up on air here. We should just be pen pals. Just send each other letters. <laughs> we should just be pen pals. Are pen pals still cool? I don't know. Do people still do that? I feel like that would be a really fun. Um, also, if you listen really to the hobby. show, if you if you listen to the show, you have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. You're probably very young. And that's yeah, not to say yeah. a bad thing. It's just, I think, an old school thing. Like yeah. pen pals, you would have someone like in another country, usually across whole other side of the world, and you would send letters to each other. Like snail mail. It probably still exists, but it's probably become perverted and degenerate. So like sexy pen pals. Send me pictures of your bare wrist. <laughs> yeah. Uh Perversion does tend to ruin most things I cherished as a child. So yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> rule, rule 34. Um, right? There's, <laughs> um, Porn version of anything you hold dear. Yeah. All right. Telling you, man. But yeah, so I thought you dig it. You know, I I would. I'm gonna see if I can find clips of that show. Maybe I can find that episode. It's uh, it was the Lost Avenger episode because they were looking for an Avenger uh, bomber. From World War One or Two, I guess. 
Nice. I'm getting a lot of Avenged Sevenfold Lost Avenger. (laughs) (laughs) Type in the Lost Avenger Expedition Unknown. (laughs) Lost Avenger Expedition Unknown. All right, I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah. Oh, someone on Watch You Seek noticed. I just found a thread where someone was talking about it. Oh, cool. I wasn't the only one. I wasn't the only one. <laughs> well, here, I, think um, I, the, I think I see the full episode here. Three days ago, somebody's ripping them and putting them on YouTube. It's towards the end. So we want to, uh, he's a, he's a, he's a, he, he, uh, the, the guy that's wearing, I think he has like a baseball cap. They're in like a dark cabin of a boat. He's got a beard. That guy. That's the guy that's wearing it. Season 10, episode two. Yes, that sounds right. Very cool. Uh, we should probably finish this wrist check. My turn. Oh, oh yeah, what are you? What are you? What are you wearing? I'm wearing. I'm. I'm still wearing the Grand Seiko. I. I. I had a revelation that I shared with Michael before we hit record, um, because before we let the kids back in the house, Michael and I need us time, and then and then after we've had us time, then we hit record and we do the show. But in Michael and my's us time, um, I shared with him that I've just been still wearing the same three watches consistently this watch my grand stego sbgv 233 um 9f course that's right it's quartz suck it nerds um my my uh, omega seamaster um 2541 which is also quartz suck it nerds and uh the, the 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 third watch is the snk uh 805 or 807 i always mix it up but the little green snk that i had the revelation about last uh last episode that that is the only watch in my collection I would never sell. And after having that revelation, I wore that watch for like two weeks after that. And it was, it wasn't until very recently I wasn't, uh, I wasn't wearing that watch. I put the Grand Seiko on, but, but yeah, those are the three watches I've been, I've been wearing. I've, I've weirdly been getting close to this spot, this, this, this spot that we've been talking about a lot. And it doesn't feel the way I thought it would feel of, And you're all gonna be fucking annoyed with me, but I really don't give a shit. Almost trying to figure out what my exit watches, but not in the sense of like I'm gonna go. This is my exit watch. I'm gonna go on a bender in Vegas and kill hookers and get incredibly drunk. Because when you when people think exit watch, they think bang, you're going out with a bang. Like how does life go on after an exit watch? You're, you're so so obviously, you know what I mean. Um, it's gotta be something crazy or whatever, but like, no, I've gotten to the space where with my, with this Grand Seiko SBGV 223 and the Omega Seamaster, Quartz, not a 2541, that's really all I need. There's a third watch that I'm looking for that's going to be, uh, and this is where my SNK is sitting in now. It's a smaller watch. It's an everyday wear watch, super understated. Um... My Seiko SNK doesn't quite fit that bill because it's green. I don't. I want something black, like something understated. That's not a dress watch, nor a bulky dive watch with the bezel. And so, I don't know. Getting rid of a lot of watches. Also, we talked about last episode. Yeah, it's just so annoying to do that. I'm just. Well, I mean, I don't know what your process is, but what I've been doing is I've been opening my window. And whenever someone walks my window, I just throw the watch. <laughs> so I'll just reach and whatever watch I grab. Oh yeah, okay, good. This is the watch. I go bam. I just throw on the watch, and it'll be like, "Hey, baby, here." And I'll throw the I'll throw a watch into the baby's carriage, and then quickly close my window. I'm good to know. It's it's good to know that the that the HOA is supportive of that. 
<laughs> there's gonna be a celebration gonna release like a like during the next crow meeting they're gonna send out like a release like please don't fling objects of luxury from your windows <laughs> without filling out the proper arc form uh beforehand and submitting it for architect approval upon submission and approval of these documents you may then continue uh throwing luxury goods outside of your window that i'm sounds, waiting for that that sounds fair <laughs> just i just want to do it by the books michael that's all i just want to do it right you know but yeah so that's but i'm worried but i'm, I'm wearing the seiko uh the grand seiko right now this thing is just i mean you saw this thing i know i know it unnerved the hell out of you when you saw it because you were also wearing your your panerai yeah <laughs> and yeah, so you went was, from that to this i went from a i went from a steel panerai that that i was wearing for maybe three days straight at that point if you if you weren't vegan and someone gave you a cheese course you ate the blue cheese first and just destroyed your palate you know what i mean that's basically yeah. what happens yeah that's the oh that's that that's my cheese equivalent for the day i bet my quota of cheese analogies i have to do one cheese analogy a day and that was it i just get an awful flashback to the to the <laughs> wine tasting we did in italy that, that poor Somalia. he put a whole he put a whole spread of cheese and aged meats with with the pairing. Did they not know you were you don't do that? Well, the thing is, I didn't know. I didn't know that it was going to be a private tasting. I just the when you when I made the the reservations, it's like, oh, would you like to add a wine tasting? That sounds fun. I thought it was going to be maybe a few families, but if they put it together for us. Oh like, God. where are the other people? So, so he's watching us. He's watching us have the wine, and he's like, "Try the, try this, try this meat, try this cheese." And oh we're just my like, God. So uh, "He was so polite and so knowledgeable, but we didn't have the heart to tell him." Oh my God, what did you do? Did you just not eat it, or did you eat it, or like we just didn't eat it? Oh, we just didn't. Yeah, it sucked. To this day, he was trying to figure out what did I, what did I do? What wrong? did I do wrong? I don't understand. <laughs> I told them, I told them where everything came from. I explained to them how this is supposed to enhance and go with this, but they didn't eat it. <laughs> and his fucking spouse has probably heard this story every single fucking day since you ate there. It's haunting him, Michael. I can't believe he didn't say anything. <laughs> oh, and that is that is a, a Michelin star Gordon Ramsay restaurant, by the way. <sighs> So this guy is at the top of his game. So maybe He's, he does have nightmares about it. <laughs> he probably, you think you're having flashbacks right now. He's been reliving that night every day <laughs> for however long it's been. I don't know, two years. I don't know how long ago you was here. Oh, man. It feels like forever. Ago. <laughs> it, feels like a, it feels like a different lifetime ago. Yeah. You know? Cheese, Grand Seikos, and CWCs. <laughs> A novel by Michael Thomas. You're all caught up. <laughs> <laughs> you are all caught up, man. But yeah, that's what that's what I'm, I'm wearing. This thing, it's it's the perfect final iteration of Cast Teal. It is a very subdued teal, but it's still motherfucking teal. It's titanium. It's nine of quartz. This thing is fucking. This watch is perfect. I have this watch to the point where when I wear it and I take it off, I have the uh, the Grand Seiko Lion imprinted on the back of my wrist. Hashtag cast stamp, if yeah. you will. Um, that used to happen to me with the sumo. I get that would get the Sago waves on the back of my wrist. But yeah, I'm I'm thinking about not an exit watch, but the last watch to complete. Oh man, I guess my three watch 
Now my three watch collection, because my collection is going to be bigger than three watches, but my three everyday wears. Yeah. Okay. You know? So you might still have a bang at some point. A big bang? What do you mean? Not a big bang. You 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 talked about the exit watch, so that might be, that might be just another third daily wear to get your mind out of that. You might still have one one larger. I don't know. Go out with a bang. I don't know. I don't think I would. That doesn't. That sort of thing doesn't appeal to me. I was talking to someone at work, and uh, their watch like broke, and they it was like a like a three hundred dollar like Hamilton or something like that. But Mm -hmm. he's surrounded by me and a few other people at work who are like super into watches and like we have stuff like grace echoes and omegas and things like that and he's just like faced faced with this idea of like i have to spend like i i have to i if i'm replacing this watch it's gotta be like a big thing i have to spend you know a good chunk of change on this watch and like i sound like i'm like you don't have to do anything like you literally don't have to do a goddamn thing like get whatever's cool man you know i was trying to talk him into like the sub 1k longines area because you get some really cool shit from longines um because he wants like a he wants like a really simple three-hander work like like dressy sort of work watch oh they have they have some good ones that's what i'm saying it's like you don't you don't gotta go and fucking spend like six thousand bucks to get that shit you know because he was looking at like zeniths like these like zeniths like zeniths make some kind of like dressy three-hander it's like first of all if i'm gonna get a zenith i'm not gonna get anything like that you know what i mean yeah yeah so i don't know but yeah we'll see we'll see we'll see where kaz's journey takes him i feel it feels as if the idea of the exit watch has become so distorted for me because i, I did used to feel that it would be a royal oak or something something really right impact Absurd. it has to make impact i'm viewing my exit watch as rounding out a circle not as something that is like a firework if yeah. that makes sense yeah that's a good point you know so that's just how i'm feeling i'm, fe- I'm feeling delicate you know um that's just <laughs> a fire at a sea box <laughs> it's wrecking my head Sorry, Dude, I'm just, I'm just gonna recently. buy the DVD box set, <laughs> right? Fuck streaming it. Yeah. At this point, I actually, um, there is some news that that did kind of su- surprise me. Uh, oh yeah, and, what do you got? And it wasn't. Um, let me see if I can go to the actual listing. Back to CWC. Okay. For a second, it looks like they're coming out with a CWC limited edition Valju seven seven. B3 pilot chronograph what so, so i don't know if you've seen they they've reissued the 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 two register pilots chronograph that one with the asymmetrical case they, they've done it a couple oh. times there's different versions i'm looking at it now you're, you're seeing it with the exhibition case back it's it's pretty it's pretty sexy they are gonna make a hundred of these things and i know so i have been I've been pretty public about my my challenge to myself this year in, in only purchasing one watch. Mm-hmm. And I've been tempted quite a few times. Um, I Get was tempted. Be behind me, Satan. 
Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. I was tempted. <laughs> I was tempted by that synchron uh you know oh, yeah. Yeah, army. Yeah. Recently the you know, MK two Bill Yao came out with the the new version of the Tornek uh Rayville because he he bought the brand, I guess, and that thing looks pretty cool. Um a couple of G Shocks have been pretty pretty tempting. Mm. It's gonna be hard to see this thing, and not not make a move on it. Not go for it. The 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 one the one uh, point of relief I I can take pleasure in is that it's probably gonna be very expensive. Mm. It's a hundred piece limited edition with original seven seven thirty three value movements. I don't know. I can never tell if that's a good idea. These this whole NOS movement thing. Well, you want to know what's really funny about this watch, Michael? What? This seven seven thirty three movement is a cousin to the Polyot thirty one thirty three. Did you know that? I was looking at the back and that little that little piece that looks like a heart. I, yeah. I feel like I've seen that before in in, in watches you've showed me. The Polyot thirty one thirty three is based on the Valju seventy seven thirty four. Hmm. So if you literally do side by sides, basically the same movements. That's cool. That's pretty cool, actually. I think it's kind of badass. It ships with the uh, exhibition case back or a plain steel case back, I think, if you... uh... I'm conflicted with that. In a watch like this, I feel like the exhibition case back is kind of... (sighs) Say it. Say it. Weird or dressy. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I, I... I 100% agree. And if if I if I w- were buying this thing, you know, that's cool, but I I would send an email with my purchase and say, "Hey, can you ship mine with the uh just the steel case back?" And I would probably cuz it would complete it. It would make it feel like what it's trying to be. Yeah. And I'm sorry, uh, uh, that's a, fine. That's a cool movement, but it's not necessarily the prettiest movement. It just just looks sure. like a like a movement certainly lots of pieces of metal i can yeah. <laughs> certainly can certainly tell you there's lots of little pieces of metal um that are in this watch yes yeah that thing oh, is, they, it looks they cool. engraved cwc on the little delta bridge plate that's funny that's where pole yacht puts 3133 um on the oh. movement delta bridge plate like i don't even know these things <laughs> it's a triangle it's a little triangle so this, this is set like a shape like a delta i don't know I called it's it a little heart. I call it a little heart thing. Got a little heart. It's, you know, it's, we're watch or, experts. <laughs> or, or it looks like one of the alien musicians from the Cantina scene. I mean, really, you yeah. know. Um, oh yeah, it's good. I, now I'm seeing the little eyes and the open mouth. Exactly. <laughs> Could <laughs> be nice. anything. I mean, really, you know, whatever, dude. It's all good. But yeah, this is a cool. This is. How much do you think this watch is gonna be, Michael? It's my favorite game. They're probably they're probably gonna price it over three thousand pounds, which is gonna which is gonna break four k, US. I'm sure. That's a lot of money. Yeah. This is very cool though. They should have just made a quartz version. Mm, come on, CWC. WMT you, does it. You know what we like. You know <laughs> what we like. Give it to uh. us in quartz. Telling you, man. Well, here, uh, uh, you know, look, fucking, let's do this. Any other watch news, or should we, should, should we, should we talk about this fucking watch recommendation bullshit that always happens? 
I think we can get into it. I, I'm I'm having a, a few that come to mind now, and maybe some that I, I've been guilty of. I have so yeah, just to refresh everyone, the idea of just kind of kind of I, I, as a watch community, we have to be more self-aware. And by self-aware, I mean you have to realize that the thing that we love in watches is just fucking stupid. It's really dumb. I'm not saying don't love it. I'm just saying recognize in the grand scheme of like Earth, they're very dumb. Um, but we fret about them as if there is something like life or death. Like, oh my God, like if I don't find, if I don't find something under 40 millimeters, I'm going to die. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Like that's what it, and like I'm, I'm literally guilty of it this episode. I was just talking about finding the watch to round out my collection and I really wanted it to be under 40 millimeters. I'm literally guilty of the thing I was just saying. <laughs> but I recognize that, and it's okay. I, it's just, but nowhere does it need to be. You, you need to be more cognizant of that. Is when a non-watch person asks you for a watch recommendation. So I'll give you another scenario. Uh, uh, someone at work. So like I said, at work, I'm I'm one of the watch people because you know I have the stupid podcast. We do this stupid website and all this bullshit. So I'm like, oh, you know, Kaz is the watch guy. Uh, I had someone reach out to me and present. A very classic watch recommendation scenario. Kaz, non-work question. I'm getting married. I don't have a watch. You know, I want to get a nice watch for my wedding. Very mm. common scenario. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I I tried to approach that the best I could. I'm just like, okay, that's cool. So you're looking for maybe for something dressy. More importantly, like, what's your budget? And he was just like, yeah, something dressy and classic under a thousand and i'm like okay do you like two-tone do you like rose gold or just stainless steel and that's where the answer stopped because he just didn't know he's like i was like uh, I, I don't know i just want it to be classic and timeless that's all he kept saying yeah you you immediately introduced uh decision paralysis i immediately just yeah, we, but but the problem is in that scenario where someone doesn't really know how to answer a question like what type of metal do you want that's the vacuum that stupid things end up occupying where it's just like okay well we'll, well, we gotta make sure you need something with good water resistance and I wanna make sure we're looking at something that's at least 10 or 15 seconds a day he doesn't give a fucking fucking shit about that he's gonna wear it on his fucking wedding put it on his bedside table and then maybe dust it off every time you know they wanna go out to somewhere nice that's literally what the watch is gonna be the watch is not going to be his friend. It's not going to be your friend. You know what I mean? My watches are my friends. <laughs> but that's different, Michael. We're different. He's not a watch person, this guy. We're watch people. My watches are my friends. You're my friend. You know? So what but did like, you end up recommending? I said, hey, man, let's let's do this. You know, I don't want to push you in a direction you're not comfortable with. You can totally find something you're looking for under 1000 Go to the Mido website. Go to Tissot click around i would probably suggest you look for something that has a battery and then you don't even have to spend a thousand bucks and so i told him to just click around and do that and he's clicked around he's like oh my god dude this is perfect i'm seeing a bunch of stuff on here i really like a lot i'm gonna click around and then i'll probably get a couple options together and see what you think i'm like i don't give a fuck what i think you gotta like them but like yeah it's interesting that you say that you you didn't you didn't even introduce um you didn't even say you have to find. I recommend finding something with a quartz movement. You, you literally just said find something with a battery in it. He doesn't know what the fuck I mean when I say quartz. Yeah. That yeah. happens all the time. 
Like, and I've, well, used to, and now I've just learned, oh, yeah, you either got to wind it up or you got to just got a battery. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, no one was a fuck that I mean by quartz. Like, that's the kind of shit that, like, you just take for granted, you know? So it's just, we'll see. We'll see what he gets. But that's but that scenario could have gone fucking terrible. Yeah, that's <clears throat> that's related to, to the first one that I would bring up. And that is, that's the, that's the faux pas or the mistake, really, of introducing too many technical details yes for someone to the point where uh it almost becomes maybe um unintended gatekeeping i would say where oh you know it's yeah like wow there's just so much to think about you know this i don't know i don't even know if i want to watch anymore I would um, also take it a step further and it becomes an unconscious situation where someone has to justify why they're the watch person. Yeah. That's, that, Here's yeah, that, all this info. Exactly. Here's all this info that you didn't even know about. Bam! Watch knowledge. Look how impressed you are with how much I just asked you about this watch you don't want anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I. It's, it's funny. That's a that's a good approach that you took again because I, I, I might have been the person that 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 says oh find something with a quartz movement um and, and they, they probably don't even know about that but and then to your other point about metals and stuff i wasn't even thinking about metals when i was getting into watches i just thought right i didn't even know what you made a watch out of like were they aluminum gum wrappers i don't understand <laughs> Are, is most of the gold i see gold plated it probably is. I, it's still fresh in my mind, but 2015 or 2014, whatever the fuck that was, when I got into watches and when I asked you for a watch recommendation, it's still fresh in my mind what I was most aware of. I was most conscious of not getting a watch that wouldn't be, that would be looked down upon by other watch people. Hmm. Because I, I was asking you, fuck, there's a bug attacking me. Fuck off, bug. Sorry. Uh, I was asking you for a watch recommendation because I was about to start um, like interviewing for jobs. And so for some reason I had it in my head. I'm like, I'm a guy. I'm about to go into, you know, interview situations with people who are going to be probably dressed much nicer than me, which they weren't. No one ever is. I need to get like a nice watch. But oh man, if they're a watch person, I don't want to just walk in there with a fucking like Target Snoopy Timex. Although in retrospect, that'd be fucking badass <laughs> to walk in to a job interview with a suit and a goddamn Timex Peanuts watch, okay? Peanuts collection watch. You're that's hired. how you. That's how you hang dong. You're hired. That's how you hang fucking watch dong, by proving how confident you are. Um, but that's <clears throat> what was on my mind. Like that, I didn't know about metals. It wasn't anything like that. It was literally, honestly, it might have been more like brand focus. It might have been a brand thing. Well, that that I was about to say that that's another good move that you made. You you said um, go go to Mito and to So's website and and just look around. Because just look I, around. I think you you probably had an idea of what this person meant by timeless. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say that both of those brands do that do that thing uh, pretty well for for under a thousand. Yeah. Uh, you know, inside and outside of the quartz space. Yeah. The other Very thing cool. I was conscious of, I and this is the other kind of this is like another faux pas we can we can um, kind of touch on the dual kind of the double-edged sword of price. So, as a watch person, if someone came to me and said, "I want a, a dressy, timeless watch 
uh, for under a thousand as a watch person as a watch snob it would have been very easy for me to say bro you only need to spend 200 bucks you could get a timeless three-hand watch movement with an in-house with the three-hand watch with an in-house movement and sapphire crystal for under like 200 bucks or whatever and you have plenty of design options you should get an orient bambino yeah but the problem is i don't want to recommend a mechanical watch to someone who i know isn't gonna wear it every day and wind it every day and then eventually they're gonna it's so easy to see because you and i deal with this to see a mechanical watch it's not wound the date's wrong the time's wrong like ah, fuck it i don't i don't want i'm just gonna grab a quartz watch i'm not gonna deal with it yeah that's i mean that's why i'm wearing the watch i'm wearing (laughs) (laughs) i don't want that person's first watch to inadvertently become a burden where they just choose to not wear it so even if you can get something with quote-unquote orological street cred for under what they ask for Mm -hmm. it's a faux pas to focus so much on saving money and getting orological bang for your buck focus more on fit really what's more appropriate for this person's lifestyle yeah and like how often they're actually going to wear the watch like i know this guy i know he i think he mainly wears like apple watches because like he's a big sports guy and like an athlete and stuff like that he's not going to wear this fucking watch (laughs) a lot maybe a few times a year yeah maybe it'll be his job interview watch i don't know you know what i'm saying (laughs) but it could have been so easy for me to say get a bambino and you have an in-house movement japanese you know it's mechanical fuck quartz lol you know yeah those are those are those are almost the people that stay close to being one watch people because Mm -hmm. they they will they will wear something like an apple watch for the most part and then some event will happen and then they'll pull out the Tissot uh, for, for that wedding or, or the Bambino for that job interview. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What is that like? Sounds so alien <laughs> to me. We'll never know. That's the worst part. We'll never know. We've been ruined, Michael. You know? We're like chewed gum. You can't unchew gum, right? <laughs> telling you man <laughs> uh i've got one what do you got um i think it's just bad advice i'm not even gonna call it a faux pas <laughs> i think i think if someone because you, you will have we we focused on that person that that needs to get that get a watch right you know, they need to get a watch for an interview or for a wedding or whatever but there are also are there are some people that are you know they just want to get into the hobby and they want to learn more mm. where can i you know how do I go about collecting? Where do I start? And I think one of the one of the worst things you could possibly say is or do is 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 prescribe this um, this kind of ideal set of watches, this ideal collection, uh-huh. kind of like being the idiot that says diver, driver, flyer. <laughs> I'm like Michael. You mean the thing that we invented? Because <laughs> that's actually really good. That's a good, a great call out, actually. You yeah. know. Because because you're gonna be um, it you're you're taking them from zero to a thousand in you know point two seconds. Uh, that's that's gonna that's gonna overwhelm them very early on, and then they're gonna start doing the math. Uh, and at the same time, if you're getting into watches, you're also finally learning about how much watches cost sometimes, mm-hmm. and you're gonna be seeing blogs where they kind of casually just 
call out these prices like, oh, by the way, this thing is available now for $12,000. And then we wait a minute. Mike told me to get three of these watch things and that's, that's got to be the ideal. But so, I have a family. I don't understand why would I spend $36,000 on little pieces of metal? So I think, I think that can be a very, um, a pretty bad move for for someone new coming into the hobby is saying oh you know the best way to approach your collection is to start with this set of whatever and then maybe get into something vintage and then maybe after that right. get into precious metal so you're you're prescribing um you're prescribing this this idealistic set of watches or an idealistic journey uh, yeah. to watch collecting and that was- that is going to throw so many people off it's going to throw so many people off, but then you're forcing someone to conform how maybe they want to collect with, like, it's not choosing your own journey anymore. If someone tells you, like, which paths to go on. Oh, first you got, yeah. listen, if you're getting into watch collection, you want to make sure you at the very least have, and this is what everyone says, you need to make sure you have a sporty kind of like weekend watch and your work watch. Those are, that's like the most common thing. That people hear is like, oh, I need to have like a work watch and a sports watch. And then to your point, you nailed it. Then maybe I can get to something like maybe vintage. And then maybe depending on what happens, if I get like a promotion, I can do something precious metally, blah, blah, blah. Like, don't think like that. You know? You know what's so funny? This just came to mind because it was not traumatic, but mm. I'll, I'll never forget hearing this as as a, you know, you know, prepubescent teen or whatever. <laughs> Um, I, I really wanted to, this was the point in my life when, where I, I wanted to pick up electric guitar and, mm-hmm. you know, learn green day songs and shit like that. And I don't know where this rumor started. I don't know if you heard this before or if this mm. is actually a thing still. I had a lot of adults in my life telling me that you need to learn acoustic guitar first and <laughs> then yeah. you learn electric guitar. Yeah. I don't know where that came from, but that was that was again a prescriptive journey um, to uh, to getting into a hobby or to learning something new, and it immediately turned me off of even taking the plunge for maybe a couple couple years. So you, My, could, also, you could also delay their introduction. You you could just oh, yeah. paralyze them from the start and be like, man, I don't I don't know about this watch collecting thing anymore. My understanding is that people recommend acoustic guitar first because it's harder to play. So if you play acoustic guitar first, you build up hand strength. And then when you pick up an electric guitar and do that, you know, F chord, the the bar chord at the very first fret, that F bar chord, it'll feel immensely easier because you somehow were able to make it work on your balsa wood epiphone which was fucking impossible to bar cord on you know what i'm saying like <laughs> you've already been lifting you've been putting the time exactly in <laughs> exactly that is the justification that i've heard for people saying pick up acoustic first you know what Got I mean? it. so this is this is a this is actual advice that people have said i think it's stupid though and it's okay. bullshit i mean it's just like because <sighs> i just heard that from my dad and and that one crazy uncle both of them maybe maybe your dad said it because he because 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 he didn't want to pay for two things an amp and a guitar he just wanted to buy you one thing maybe that's what it was 
<laughs> that's true. That's true. Because my dad does this thing where um, my dad's a doctor and he was my doctor when I was a kid. And so, but when he was in the office, he's a, do- he's, he's a doctor. He's a very good doctor. But when he's at home, he's in dad mode. And so yeah. his kind of thinking process for doctoring is a bit different. So what my dad would do is um, if I came downstairs, I'm like, oh, dad, like, and I'm, and I'm like a little kid, I'm like, oh, dad, I really got a bad headache. My dad would suggest whatever in the fridge was about to expire earliest is what would help me, um, is what would help me with my headache. It's like, oh, dad, my, my head hurts. Oh, orange, you want some orange juice? Or are you, the orange is going to go bad tomorrow. I think a glass of orange juice will, um, will really fix that <laughs> headache up pretty quick. I think you think about things differently when you're a dad. So when you when you're dad, you're like, "Oh, dad, I want to buy a guitar. I want to get an electric guitar. I want to get an amp." Uh, do you want to get an acoustic guitar? You really should just learn acoustic <laughs> guitar first, so I don't have to pay for two things. For two uh, things, dude. But too bad I never gave it up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe your dad and, was and just dadding. Ended knows? up renting the uh, the Squire package from Mars Music. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh man, is Mars still there? Dude, Mars has has been gone for super gone, right? Like almost two decades or something. Is, is MAE still there? M- MAE, yeah. is still there. Yeah. Wow, look at that. Yeah. People who aren't from South Florida have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. That's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think again. Trying, trying to take someone when they're in that moment of discovery, um, you might, you might again, inadvertently set them set them off in in the wrong direction or just turn them off from the idea altogether. Yeah, their watch recommendation is not about you. Their watch recommendation is about them, and you have to understand that there's a level of like vulnerability that someone has when they come and ask you for a recommendation. Yeah they're putting themselves in a position where they want to hear your advice so they potentially don't make a quote-unquote wrong decision. Not that there really is a wrong decision to make, unless Mm -hmm. you want to buy a Daniel Wellington. That's a wrong decision because there's probably better ways to spend 300 bucks. You know what I mean? So we've we've been talking about these these people coming up to you and you know asking about advice in collecting or advice in just the first watch. I, I feel like I've had, I have had so many people, so many people ask me, and maybe this this is the power of that initial marketing <laughs> campaign. Oh, I'm just looking for something really slim and minimalist. Oh, okay, then yeah, buy buy Daniel Wellington. I don't care. Or or <laughs> or, or 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 an MVMT. MVMT fits the bill. Come on, we can give better advice. <laughs> okay, if someone wants something slim and minimalist, um, I would want to write. So, the, so here's the here's the pitfall with slim and minimalist. It's so easy to what we we're just kind of joking about to buy something for like a hundred or two hundred or three hundred bucks that might fall apart or might break. And I don't want someone to spend that much money on something that may not necessarily have like proper quality control behind. Like a Ro- is, Rodina or what? What is that? Whatever brand the fuck that it's copies called. Nomos. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, but at the same time, that's a great example. I'm not about to recommend Nomos for someone's first time minimalist watch because those things, entry level Nomos, like a thousand bucks for a club campus, which is not even minimalist. It's a California dial. Yeah. 
you're so in a pretty you... you're you're in a pretty good spot though if you like slim and minimalist and you have a nomos budget oh <laughs> uh, well yeah i mean you know what i mean like the well that guy that asked me for a wedding watch thousand bucks if he said thousand bucks slim and minimalist i'd be like you know what dude look, look for a nomos yeah it's a great brand it's bauhaus it's minimalist it's minimalist with just enough personality to not make it feel like it's not minimalist anymore but to make it feel like it's more than just like a, a round fucking circle on your wrist with some lines on it you know what i mean <laughs> Like that, like, like fucking Nomos does that well. But so what do you do in that scenario? Um, I would again kind of recommend a similar brands that I did the first time because brands like Tissot and Longines, they have uh, a Tissot and, and Mito, excuse me. They have such a variety of offerings specifically to cater to people who aren't necessarily watch people, but who want something that looks cool. I'm so certain you could find something slim and minimalist from fucking Tissot. Yeah, I think there's even a quartz um I want to go visa date. Oh you, fuck, really? I think I think there is one. I'm going to type in Tiso minimalist watch. <laughs> Here we go. I'm finding stuff already. I wish I could like I wish I could actually like Nomos. You don't like them, eh? I I I like them, but I know that it's going to be the kind of watch that I wear outside and immediately feel, eh, this is so not me." <laughs> that's fair i like uh i think i think it's easy to like the idea of nomos because yeah. they're it's a german brand it's all in-house they're really kind of marching to the tune of their own fucking horn or whatever the fuck i'm not really shit with idioms um but all that when all that's said and done you have to like the object you have to actually <laughs> like the object not the story i mean this ahoy is pretty cool but it's mm. first they're getting all, ex yeah. expensive now First of all, an, I always hated that name for a watch. Ahoy, hoy. <laughs> like, you do your best Mr. Burns impression. What, what, what watch are you wearing? An ahoy? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I bless you. Your watch. What watch are you wearing? <laughs> Come on, guys. It makes a, <laughs> what is this copy? Makes a splash even underwater? Making a splash. So robust and beautiful at the same time. That's a rarity in the world of fine mechanical wristwatches. Listen, I don't want you carnival barking copy at me. Okay? Yeah. The back held firm by six screws. Why Why is the case just do a screw down case back? Like the rest of Earth? Well, you know who makes... You know who is... Uh, who makes uh, stuff like this um, kind of... I think for a lot less than Nomos, uh, Stoa, Stoa makes some watches that will. Oh yeah. <clears throat> and and you can say, oh, if if you if you eventually start caring about nerding out about things and nerd cred, you know, Stoa, Stoa holds its own. Yeah, Stoa, do you you could walk into a, a watch meetup, which I don't know why you would, because watch people suck, and wear a Stoa, and you'd be you'd be you'd be hanging dog. I know we suck, Michael. I know what I am. I am my father's son. I'm aware. I, I would like to do meetups soon again. That'd be that'd be yeah. fun. Would be kind of cool. Oh yeah, I'm looking at the Sto Stova Stova site. Stovacore. Sorry. Um, but yeah, it's it's a weird spot. I mean, if anyone has any ideas for like a slim minimalist watch, maybe uh, that isn't Tissot. I looked at Tissot. There's totally a bunch of shit on there. Um, I would probably veer them away from like 
like MVMT or like the stuff that I know is just um well well now I feel bad like I was gonna say the stuff that I just know is like are like Alibaba watches because what if someone really loves it you know what I mean what if someone really wants to give MVMT $250 for a $10 watch I think that's maybe why the most the most important um maybe the two most important questions to really iron out before you get into anything is what's your budget and what are you into mm. like like what's your budget and what have you seen that you like <laughs> I'll tell I'll tell you something funny I I did something similar with that with the wedding watch guy I'm like I'm like I'm like oh you know like like what are you into I know you're like a big sports guy um and he's like he's like well, he's, he's a big he's a big soccer guy he's like he's like oh well i mean i'm super into david beckham so i don't know what he wears I mean, he wears rolexes you don't want you don't want you don't want any of that shit you don't want a rolex all right isn't there yeah yeah just buy the you blow uh didn't they make a soccer timer or something <laughs> i don't fucking they know. made a golf timer <laughs> uh, can we make can we can we reach out to Ublo and have them make us like a bagel toaster timer like listen, listen, Ublo. I want I want this watch to be timed and themed specifically for when I have to toast my my Publix bagels. Not me, my wife. I can't eat fucking gluten anymore because that's just that's just where I am in my life right now. Everyone, I can't eat the thing that I love. You know what I mean? We should get a bagel timer. Bagel sport. Remember bagel sport? Bagel sport. Can we get a yeah bagel sport Nautilus? Here we go. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so. But yeah, I mean, that's too funny though. Yeah, what's what do you like, and what's your budget? I think yeah. you, I think you're gonna avoid so many pitfalls. Um, you know, being being the expert mm-hmm. in this case, uh, if if you just clear those two things up, um, first and foremost. Yeah. What was your what was the the first watch you got was your Mako right? Your Mako Gen One. Yeah, the, the first watch you like you, you researched and planned out and purchased. Yeah, that was that was the Mako, and I didn't I didn't really ask anybody. I just I I, I found myself because again I was into watches as as a kid, and I found myself actually wanting to get into it. But I had mm. this fear. Um, I at that point I was really into buying a mechanical watch, uh, mm. probably because at the time a lot of the watch media that was out was really focused on mechanical watches it still is um you know we still swoon over them but in my mind that felt like the graduation to the next to the next step in in getting into watches or liking watches right so i i i took i took those sort of preferences or in that criteria uh and and you know i I'd seen some photos of subs and things like that and found out, finally found out what, what they cost, like how much they cost. Um, and then I, I thought, Oh, that, that's a, that's a dive watch. That's what that style is. So mm-hmm. then I started looking up, you know, affordable mechanical dive watch and you're going to get, wow. of course, how many bajillion threads on two watches. So the make it going the double seven. Yeah. And I thought, I mean, I, I, I thought the Mako looked cooler at the time. I think the SKX is a, a just the design of that case, and Seiko's used it for more than the, the SKX, but it's just so, so perfect for a dive watch. Um, but that's that's how I did it. A lot of forum, forum hunting. 
would you go back and do anything different? Like now, now where we are here and just in relation to this discussion and just talking about this, would you go back and do anything different about your first watch purchase? Um, I don't think so. Nice. I don't think so because for what I liked, uh, maybe, 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 maybe I had to find a couple more brands because, because again, the, the, the nature of that content that I was finding when I was just typing that kind of stuff in, it really was focused on, okay, these are, these are, these are like one of the two Pokemon that you can pick from and that's it to get your journey started. <laughs> I think, uh, oh yeah, bro. Dinky had a, had a meme about that. Um, that's funny, but yeah, that's, that's what it really felt like. Oh, it's just these two or these three. So maybe, maybe I would have tried to, um, expand my pool of, of brands and models to choose from. But yeah. other than that, not really. I can respect because that. I didn't. I didn't That's really cool. have anyone to talk to. I didn't know. I mean, I, all my friends at the time, you know, we were just like touring, semi semi full time touring musicians. We were into other things. Nobody I knew was into watches. I I was right. still really focused on gear and collecting guitars. So I I didn't know anybody in in the watch space that I could talk to. I. I think you made the right choice because if we're talking objectively, if we take out all the fucking lore and all of the circle jerking and all the history around the SKX and the Mako and everything like that, if we just look at them as objects, yeah. which which you have to do, I think the Mako looks better. And it was slimmer. I was getting ready to get married. So at the yeah. end, I, I think that was the deciding factor where... Um, I'm about to get married too, so it'd be nice to have a watch on my wedding. Uh, and mm -hmm. then this one watch is thicker than the other watch. So, yeah, I, I think I think I made a pretty good choice. I still think that that generation Mako looks pretty damn cool. I, yeah, I saw dude. it in the box the other day, and I completely, I almost forgot about it. <laughs> and I saw it in the box and thought, oh, you. Then <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> been a while old friend that's so i cool. still do like the tradition of wearing that watch out for the the even if it's just the one night a year the uh the anniversary date that's yeah, that's dude. what i do with that watch you gotta keep it yeah oh yeah of course yeah that's just that one you gotta damn keep. that makes it hard that yeah i had forgotten about that watch when we did that question the last watch that you'd ever sell <laughs> damn that's hard <laughs> That's tough. I would sell. I would sell everything, but I'm, I would keep my SNK. I would the the um, reversing the question. What would you change differently? Back to me. Um, the really weird thing that I'm just kind of learning. What I'm what I've just kind of be started to, to get a grasp of as I grow and evolve as a watch collector because I love watches. I still I still love watches. I love wearing them. I love kind of figuring out like cool new things to maybe go and read about or just explore. I still love watches. But what I've learned about the collector's journey is that from starting watch collecting to where I am now in watch collecting to really close the journey, I have to unlearn so much of the stuff I learned. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like 
to the sense of um i and i did this the first time i bought a watch i overthought it i overthought all of these stupid things which weren't even about the watch or my wearing experience anymore um so with that seiko snk the first watch i ever got um, I asked you, you for a watch recommendation and you sent me like two articles. One of them was that a block to watch piece, like 10 watches that get the, uh, the nod from watch knobs or something like yeah. that, right? I don't remember if the SNK was on there. Actually, let me, let me pull it up. Was it? <clears throat> I think it's time a block to watch does a part three. I mean, it has been. They, the part two was a couple or a few years yeah. ago, right? Yeah. It's kind of fun. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, the watch snob, blah, blah, blah. Top 10. Okay, let's see. What's on here? What's on here? System 51, Victorinox, 7 Friday, Young Hans, Autodromo, Bambino, Modane. Okay, the SNK is not on here. You must have just sent me the SNK, like a link I to think it I or sent you. Like I think I sent you an SNK review from Worn and Wound. Ah, Go away, that must have been man. it. He's bringing you. He's bringing you goodies, You're though. Not bringing right? me a watch. <laughs> I want to hear from you. Um, and so I, I had all these things in my head, and I was researching all of this stuff, and I was kind of attracted to the SNK. But do you know what the final? Did I ever tell you that it's the final deciding factor in me purchasing that watch, which is the thing that has never led me astray in my entire watch journey? Did I ever tell you Maybe. what the final? Maybe. It was green. It was green. <laughs> I shot from the hip. You know what I mean? Now you're into teal. Sh shooting. I know. Now, well, it's it's this kind of green-blue color palette is very attractive to me. It was a green watch. That's what it all came down to. And as I've continued to be into watch collecting, every time I look at a watch or think about a watch, all this other bullshit gets in my head. Oh, I got to think about if it's going to, how am I going to service it? Like, oh, well, no, I mean, if it's this, I can't, I don't want to have two watches with canvas straps. I don't really, I don't <laughs> like the fact that like, you know, oh, what if I have crown dig and like, no, man, sometimes you got to shoot from the hip because that's the easiest way to determine if you actually love the object. Remember when we tried on a Hulk together? <laughs> was it a bell? No, it was at the uh, Seabold. Yeah. Right? We're like dress shopping. It's like, oh, I'll try it on. You try it on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Take a picture so I can send it to my mom. You know what I mean? We yeah, did, no, we dude. Did, I mean, we um, did not like that green. That green never no. stuck with me. It. The problem. I mean, it's a nice watch. Me all, I, mean, I just can never get the there. green of that watch. It's the green someone chooses when they're trying to choose green but make it look special hmm. and it just didn't it was somewhere between like grass green and like stereotypical cartoon like sewer green like sewage green i wish it was closer i, I wish it was closer to rolex green like the green you would see in their in their brand style guide what you see in their marketing that oh, green that's what i wish that'd be that's cool. what i wish that watch was like, it's a very warm, very warm yeah. green. Yeah. yeah. Or teal. I mean, I'll buy it if it's teal. Come on, Rolex. 
Come on. You'll buy it if it's teal in 10 years. Get Kaz to spend his fucking money. No, I love green. I love teal. I'm literally looking at my Nintendo Switch. It's fucking teal. You know what I mean? That's what I'm into. And so that was the deciding factor. My first watch, it was fucking green. Mm. That was the reason I got this Seiko, uh, S, uh, this, this, this Grand Seiko SBGV. Oh. It's fucking teal. And I love it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, my wife's here. Oh, she's feeding the cats. Thanks, babe. Little kittens. So that's one of the things I think I would go back and do different about the first watch purchase. I would allow myself to just like what I liked. But that kind of puts you in the conundrum of, we've talked about before, what if I don't know what I like? You know? I I mean, I was in a phase where I didn't, I really didn't. That's why I, I, I would see, yeah. I would see something like a picture of a, a picture of a sub or a picture of an SKX. And I, it's kind of like, yeah, I didn't have, I didn't have the vocabulary yet to really understand what, what pleased me. I just, mm-hmm. I, I was like, what is that thing? I like that style of thing. And I don't even know what it's <laughs> called. Oh, it's a yeah. dive watch. Oh, this is a, this is a thing for pilots. Okay. I like that style too. And then now yeah. I can, I can't unlearn all of the, the granular knowledge that came with, <laughs> with, with taking those, those dives. Unlearning is weird, man. It's, it's, it's just, I don't know. These last two episodes have been very philosophical. Good. <laughs> this is the fucking two both watch snobs. <laughs> people, this is people not two fun watch guys. Concerned. Hmm? I don't give it. It's, it's not two fun watch guys talk about the top best the top best dive watches to take to the Bahamas. Like fuck you. You, you can get that stupid kind of show anywhere. You know what I mean? We're we're like, in our self titled album phase. Our self titled. We're doing. <laughs> <album. laughs> <laughs> Things are getting dark. I don't care what anyone says. I love that album. <laughs> that self-titled Blood 82 album is fucking really good. Great album. You know, play your old stuff. Shut up, nerds. <laughs> you don't know what you, you don't know what you like. I'm telling you, man. No, I think um, I think it's normal to get philosophical because you have to. If you don't evolve your perception in regards to how you vo- how you view and purchase watches you're going to get stuck in this cycle of always trying to feel better by buying the right watch and your whatever's contributing to you maybe not feeling complete or not feeling whole or if you are potentially dealing with some kind of like existential or emotional journey hear me now no watch will ever make you feel better yeah you know so I feel like we have to have these philosophical discussions to not fall into the pitfall of trying to fix something emotional with something physical. It just doesn't work. I will say that with as much BS as I've learned and that I wish I can unlearn, I I mm-hmm. I take I take pleasure uh, in knowing that I can really help the person that comes up with a question. And we haven't talked about this kind of new person. Hmm. How much should I spend? on a good watch oh, how much do yeah. i have to spend for a watch to be good because i think there are a lot of hobbies like that and i think a lot of people approach new hobbies and interests that way especially yeah. with guitar because you know uh i don't know about today but you know you clearly used to have like okay this is the squire this is the mexican strat this is the american <laughs> yeah. strat this is the american strat with all the bells and whistles and then this is the custom shop um yeah 
and, and I maybe maybe some hobbies spending more does does actually equal having the best, but that that's not really the case with with watches. So, um, what there's two there's there's two answers. Yeah, what would you say the to that fir- person? The, the the first answer is it would be de- there's no number that I can say without knowing their financial situation, and so literally I would try to create the scenario where I'd be like. How much money can you spend right now and not put yourself in financial ruin, ruin? or like, <laughs> yeah. or like maybe like, like, oh yeah, I can spend this much, but then I got to move some money from my car fund to make sure I pay rent. No. How much money can you spend right now without batting an eyelash? Yeah. Right now. I put a gun in your mouth and I say, spend money right now. <laughs> so aggressive just because that's, that's like a normal thing that well sometimes you have to be aggressive with people for them to listen sometimes to you. you gotta put a gun in someone's mouth <laughs> oh my god please don't quote me on that love god Kaz. okay sometimes you gotta put a gun in someone's mouth Kaz. can that no. scroll through with the testimonials on the website uh, <laughs> it's like we have very <laughs> serious well thought out testimonials <laughs> really quote. appreciate the show thanks guys and then just one coach please gotta put a gun in someone's mouth it's like whoa what was that quote can we scroll up what was that? Reload the page. That's the first. That's the first thing. Like, how much money can you spend right fucking now and not bad night? Now the ATF is gonna and find then, us. <laughs> I live in celebration. I'm one of the darkest people in this town. It's not that hard to find me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, the second answer to that question, how much money should I spend, is fifteen dollars because that's how much a Casio costs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good that that you you have that determiner first because really, again, you have the fifteen dollar Casio, but you know, mm-hmm. a quarter million dollar AP Concept Schumacher edition is also an impressive <laughs> piece of machinery. <laughs> yeah, what do you like? What is best? You know what I mean? Or that Longue triple time GMT thing. Yeah, you have that in the vault in your vault. Yeah, don't tell anyone. I'm gonna cut that out. <laughs> oh man what, what what would you say to that question i think i think i would still i think i would still just try to go back to what's your budget and that's i used to be annoyed when people asked me that because mm. that made me feel like i would have to put in more work like just tell me Tell me now. And that, you know. I'm not Google, man. I can't just tell you the answer. Tell me what to spend, how to do it, and when. <laughs> it's, it's the consumer whore in me, and I'm trying. That's what I'm trying to unlearn. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would. I would try. I would try to navigate the discussion. I guess maybe like, like you said, um, to to what's what's your budget? Because then it's it's not really how much can I spend to get the best watch. It's how much can I spend. To get the best watch I can afford, um, yeah. So that's how much can you spend without ruining your life? <laughs> Seriously, when I bought my Seiko, I bought my Seiko. It was like sixty bucks, that little Seiko SNK, and that was a lot of money for me at the time. But it was something I was comfortable spending. Yeah. I felt I felt guilty spending it, but I didn't put myself into like financial ruin or like oh fuck, I gotta cut back on groceries this week or some shit. I didn't do that, and that's what I'm thankful for. Um, especially with some of the stuff on this blog to watch list that they recommend this fucking mundane stop to go for 675 or this fucking seven Friday. That which watch is more expensive th- than it needs to be. I understand it's cool and it has, 
like two quartz movements in there. One is just for the gimmick. It's still mm-hmm. kind of expensive. What the Seven Friday watches? No, the stop to go. Oh, the stop. Eh, you're buying a gimmick. Yeah. You know, that's just that's just what it is. So that's that's something I'm thankful of. But because with the watch, it's first of all, never go into an AD or a boutique. And initiate a conversation like this because they will talk you into financing. Yeah, one hundred percent. Oh well, you don't have to spend your money. You can just spend Omega's money. You know. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude, that's funny. We both almost did that for Panerai's. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad. I, I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I didn't. That was so long ago. I may, I may, I haven't really been back to that store since. That was like years ago. I, I'm, I'm thinking about trying on the fucking the Black Bay Thirty Six, and they have them at that Mayor's. That thing is that thing back. is really. Um, uh, this Tudor Tudor list that actual like MSRP is under three, right? Yes, that's one of the best deals in watches right now. I know it's a lot of money, and I, I don't want to come off as a as a prick to, to anyone who's maybe just getting into watches, finding this podcast and thinking that I don't want to make it seem like that's a normal price range. But again, no, it's a lot of fucking money. Again, if, you, if your budget is, is headed in this direction, that is, that is really one of the, the best deals out there. That thing is impressive. Why, why don't you think that thing is as popular as the fucking 58? Everyone is obsessed with the, and I'll, I'm not, I'm not shitting on the black Bay 58. It's cool looking. But I like those. I like the thirty six and the forty one a lot better because the fifty eight is ironically an anti Black Bay. The fifty eight is the answer. <laughs> the fifty eight is the watch that Tudor Tudor should have released when they released the Black Bay. <laughs> I and remember when the Black that. Bay. I remember when the Black Bays first came out. I thought they were so cool. Michael here. I'm I'm like a crow, but less intelligent. Okay, when it comes to certain things. I loved the black bays when they first came out because the um, the stems had the aluminum tubes yeah, that were colored. It's very cool. So the red bezel had the red one and the blue. I'm like, that's that's so cool. That's really. Cool. I almost bought the black and one when I, it came out for the first time. Well, I saw them in I saw them in person and um, I'm like, wow, this is a giant fucking watch. Yeah, it's a big watch. At least at least I remember it being quite big. How, how big are these things? Forty two. The forty two. Yeah, I don't want that. Feel feel like more because of that that big crown. Yeah, but it, not not digging it. But you're totally right. The 58 is the anti Black Bay. Yeah, that's that's why. <laughs> they basically took everything that everyone complained about, and now people are finally getting it. So, yeah, it, it's it's nice. I I tried one. I tried one on in Mayors in in Miami when they first came out. It was very. Mm. I was very surprised because I was able to try it on. Um, maybe just four months after Basel, five months after Basel, wow. or something like that. Um, and the I guess the GMT at at this time, which came out the same year, was was had more steam at the time. So, but I I, I tried on that watch and I walked in wearing my Doxa, and I'm very glad that I did because the Black Bay Fifty Eight is a very very good vintage inspired dive watch. Um, mm-hmm. and that's, that's basically what I get out of the Doxa. So yeah, 
I'm like, yeah, this is cool, but I don't see myself. I got a yeah, I don't. I don't see myself <laughs> buying it. I, but you know, to be fair, it's it's a it's a very it's a very nice watch, and they they fixed a lot of what is wrong with the uh, the black paint. If if you don't like the chunk, some people like the chunk. The chunk, mad chunk. I'm gonna try on the 36 and the 41. Yeah, try try them both. I mean, what do they have? Like 47 colors and. Like, <laughs> three got that they got blue black there's a silver, silver one now yeah you know like the silver one your tone indicates you don't i feel like i would pick the silver before picking the blue my tiger concepts that send you was blue do you not like that still can't find that watch Kaz. good <laughs> it had it had the good sense to leave you because it knew it wasn't wanted uh <laughs> telling you man well here let's 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 let, here let's do this we really hope people got a lot of out of this episode even if that was just I don't know, a few fucking laughs but if you find yourself if you're the watch person in your office try to do right by the person asking you for a watch recommendation they're coming at you from like a standpoint of being vulnerable they want your opinion as like uh like an expert do a service to them don't feel like you have to prove anything to them. Don't just flood them with decisions. Understand, most often than not, they're not looking to be a watch collector. Yeah. Like, they just want to watch for their kid who's about to graduate high school or for their wedding or, in my case, when you and I were still in the same fucking state, a job interview. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, keep their needs in mind and, um, yeah. Listen to this episode again if you can't remember anything else that we said because I can't remember anything else we said. But here, Michael, I think it's time. I think it's time. <laughs> um, I'm glad there's a lot that I wouldn't change in my early Same. Early I, 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 I was expecting this to be like a grudge-filled sob fest where like, oh, I wish I had just bought Swiss. Like, no, like I'm fairly... <laughs> <laughs> fairly happy i had the snk and then i got into vintage soviet and i bought the big zero it's like two perfect watch purchases yeah yeah <laughs> definitely make fun of me after this episode for the diver driver flyer thing because that's that's i can accuse myself of that now <laughs> that's become that's become your thing man <laughs> i mean it's a good combo yeah. but it's not a it's not what to what to uh, approach a new new collector with so I think it's a fun mental exercise, but no one should try to live by it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It could be a good. It could be a good drinking game. You know what I mean? Gotta do meetups again, man. <laughs> Gotta do meetups again. I'm, I miss you. It was fun when you were here. Yeah. Um. Don't come back here. It's fucked up here. I'll try and. I'll try and. Come, right, man. I'll try and come up over there. You know. All right, shall, shall here. we roll it out? Let's do this. Here, you you start saying goodbye, and I'll I'll uh. I'll close this out as I close all these tabs. Tudor Black Bay tabs. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> My name is Mike. And this is Kaz. You have been listening to Two Rogue Watch Knobs. Later. Later.